It's a Kansas City real estate podcast with Joe. Hi, Brian. Hey, Joe. And guess what? We have a special guest here today, don't we? Who is it? It's our good friend, Paul Santos. Oh my gosh, he's here in the room. We're going to have him on the podcast? He's right here, sitting how, literally right next to how us. How convenient. Hello, I'm Paul. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Hey, Paul. Oh my gosh, wow, look at you. Looking great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You guys look great as well. Is that a Eagle Fang karate? That's from the show, what show is that? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Oh, love so that good. Love that show. I mean... I like how a karate fight can break out in the high school in the middle of like a commons area and it just goes on for like half an hour. That's how uh, Steven Seagal uh, learned karate. (laughs) High school lunch time, you know. Hey, did you get the history homework done? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just like karate can happen anywhere. I think it's Mm. just like the moral of the story is can karate happen here? And they're like, yes, okay, karate's happening here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that show's great though. I'm of course, the the end of the first, the second season or first season where he fell off the balcony. Oh gosh! Oh, that was I couldn't look at that. Oh, yeah, oh, just thinking about it right now makes me cringe. But, anyways, highly recommended. I understand new seasons come out, or is that true? Yeah, but it's new season just came out, and the oh, a season five. It's fantastic. All right, we already up to five. Five. It still feels like a new show to me. Yeah, I think it was even it was even out before like Netflix picked it up. It wasn't it on like. One of the crackle? It started on, I think it was a YouTube thing. It was on the WB. I mean, I technically didn't start. It was on UPN. (laughs) Did it start in the 90s or 80s, technically, if we really want to get pedantic about it? Uh, Patrick Duffy was on the show. (laughs) Um, Step by step, Patrick? Yeah, that's right. Uh, It was was his next project after Step by Step. That's right. He beat up all of his stepkids on. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> gee. It's kind of a man. The eighties were a different time. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I he sparred with them. I, I should that, that was a bad turn. That yeah, did not age well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beating them, that did not age well at all. Oh, you 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 know the people who play kids on TV are all at like twenty anyway, so it's fine. It's fine. Is that you? But just like any other podcast, yeah. though, when we start here, we always start off as a 90s, 80s nostalgia thing. But this is a real estate podcast. <laughs> yes. We're talking about Kansas City, specifically real estate. Oh, my gosh. It's been a crazy run, uh, crazy well, summer. Now, Paul, we're going to talk about you for a second. You work in insurance. Am I saying that word correctly? Insurance? Insurance. You are saying it absolutely right. And I actually did a little bit of homework for a real, like Ooh. a real estate podcast. I've looked up the word closing. Uh, also let's see, there were, uh, it's just, that's uh, it. Yeah, that was pretty much that and foreclosure, uh, refinancing and commission. That's what, uh, what I've heard, you know, like that real estate's about. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Now I think that's a solid thing to talk about. we talk about closings, but those have, (laughs) what role do those play in like insurance? That's pretty much after all that stuff happens, then you get the insurance, right? Well, um, I, what I know about insurance is if you have a loan on your house, which if you have a mortgage, and by the way, it is mortgage. I know you're learning real estate. Mort- it's not mortgage. <laughs> Mort- yeah. Mortgage. Mortgage. Uh, yeah. Um, it, is, it is a mortgage. Um, your lien holder, your bank who is giving you the mortgage will require that you insure the asset that they are loaning on. So that it is, is true. It is part of your loan requirement. And so they won't close the loan unless you have insurance. <laughs> And the, the term escrow, finding out what an escrow is es- because uh, because people thought it was an actual crow. Mm. And you're just like, no, like they, they have to actually look at a, a bird waiting for your cloud, you know, like closed. Uh, so that is not a band. Old escrow medicine show. <laughs> that is not a band. Well, that, that is a band, but that's also a terminology. It is. For insurance. If I'm not mistaken, it's a cover band of the Black Crows. Black Crows. Black Crows. Mortgage Alica. All they sing about is, uh, is mortgage. Close your loan, little one. <laughs> Refinance. Oh my God. Yeah. That'd be just okay. a whole bunch of Metallica songs rewritten for mortgage stuff. That would be the. Probably the dumbest thing ever. The but also like the best because like, hey, the effort that you'd have to do to sell the idea of mortgage 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 Alica. <laughs> All right. Hear me out, guys. It's heavy metal, like Metallica. I don't think they'll agree to it, but we can. I don't know. I haven't pitched it yet. Um, but insurance. Okay. So go into it. You close a house. Now there's a, okay. Is it fair to say 
So I have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say, Paul, you have a mortgage. Is that yes, right? I okay. have a mortgage as well. Do we own our homes or do is it more accurate to say I've gone into business with a bank and have like a shared owner? Like we were kind of going into business together or am I allowed to say I own my home and it makes sense? I don't think that's I don't think I'm right. I, I think that you own your home with the bank because you have because the bank is the one that will make sure that you have insurance because they have a vested interest in your home. So you like if if you owned your home, you would be able to make the choice. There's people that don't have insurance because they own their home. They can make that choice. But if somebody's telling you you have to have insurance, they have a like vested kind <laughs> vested, of vested, yeah, like interest that says, no, you're going to get insurance. And if you don't, we're not going to give you the money. Here's a couple hundred thousand dollars. Guess what you're going to do? We're going to make sure that house is insured. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I mean, mainly with insurance, what they care about is underwriting, making sure that your walls don't have holes in them or your roof doesn't have a leak. Because if they're going to insure, they want to make sure that there's less likelihood that something terrible is going to happen to your home. Now, you... um Mentioned uh, the roof there real quick, but I know um, you can get better rates if your roof is newer um, and generally newer homes do get better rates because they're less likely to, I don't know, fall down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, <laughs> if if you have less likelihood of something terrible happening to your home, like uh, if the fire station is far away from you, you know, like that, those are factors that make it that you will not be able to get insurance because if you have uh, old roof, you know, who would want to insure that? Because in a year or so or two years, that's going to have something that might have an issue on your roof. So yeah, they're not going to, who's going to insure that? Would you insure that? Well, so if there's an old roof, but is there not a price tag on like, like okay, look, we'll insure you, but guess what? The premium went up 45 bucks a month or there, is there like a situation where they're like, like, has you have you seen a situation where the roof has been so bad that we're not going to insure the house kind of thing? Yeah, like they it's pretty much at renewal. They will say, no, we're not going to insure you next year if that if they inspect the home and realize that the you you fibbed on the what where your home was at. <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny way of saying fraud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that you're just like, wait a second, that home is not what it said. You said it was no, it's you, not. You knucklehead, you, you that's, committing all kinds of fraud over here. That's pretty much the language that they use. They <laughs> knucklehead is on most insurance forms, you know. It's like you knucklehead, we're not uh, going to insure you anymore. <laughs> now, well, well, Good. One thing to look out for when you are buying your home and having your home inspector look at it is um, it's more to the roof point. I, I know it's a, it's I keep bringing it up because it's a huge factor in your home insurance. But uh, if there are two layers of shingles on your roof, uh, that gets really really hard to insure. There, uh, you can insure it, but it's going to cost you a lot uh, to do that. So. Oh yeah, because like you're worried about the. F- if you can't get to the second layer to see about what where it's at, if it's deteriorated, or if there are things underneath that you have to worry about, then nobody's going to insure it. So yeah, oh my gosh, all these things. That seems like a. So you're worried about what's below the shingles, like that's it's what, what's going on. Like is it like it's too heavy or something, or is it not protecting that's, the roof enough? That's part of it. Well, um, well, I think that it's like you can't tell, like if you have one layer and then a second layer, you know, that you have no idea where it's at because you have the first layer on there. So that second layer, you're not never going to be able to, you know, quantify what's underneath that. So if, uh, if there's damage, it's so much easier to be able to tell with one layer. And if, uh, you just put a new, you know, uh, thing of shingles whatever they call a thing of shingles um <laughs> a pack, desk, it, it's a actually the the, the, uh, the scientific term yeah. a thing of shingles yeah. hey roy hand me that thing of shingles <laughs> yeah I, one thing or two things <laughs> two one and a half how am i gonna defend the truck four things but if you're uh just nailing sh- new shingles on top of old shingles instead of proper underlayment and things like that it, you're just you're just nailing into rotten shake shingles and you know they're going to deteriorate under there and yeah you're going to have leaks and compromised structure and um it's it's uh 
I'm not a roofer, but it's not the proper way to put shingles on. I want you to have a shirt that just says, I'm not a roofer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a rocket scientist, but you said, I'm not a roofer. (laughs) I I hope that becomes a common lexicon. (laughs) Before we begin this conversation, I want you to know I'm not a roofer. I was getting out of my car, coming in here, Brian, and like three of your neighbors like, hey, you a roofer? I'm like, oh, if only I had a t-shirt, man. And then you can just point at it very aggressively hey <laughs> very aggressively point at you're not a roofer shirt <laughs> i make one quick side note here because sure, why not? Funny. there is there i don't know if it's still around but there used to be a place on the plaza called tom fooleries oh yeah i've been there and uh i think i've been there with you and uh my brother's name is tom and he bought this shirt at tom fooleries and the back of it says i'm not tom and it confused the hell out of so many people who like knew my parents, but didn't know my brother and like, Oh, that's no, that's, that can't be Tom because he's wearing a t-shirt that says I'm not Tom. It's like he wrote a, like a time space continuum situation there. It's surprised he did like a portal didn't open up. Anyway. Um, it's like a Joker situation too. Yeah. It's just like some people like to work, watch the world burn because it's or, like he is Tom saying that <laughs> wearing a shirt saying he's not Tom. Wait a second. No, I've had this, I've had that in a philosophy class where can, God throw away a trash can or something. I don't know. How do you throw away a trash? I don't know. I forget something. That's one of those, right? <laughs> can God create trash that he can't throw away? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's if, how it goes, right? It's, it's in God's wastebasket. Is it trash or because it belonged to God? <laughs> mm. Damn. This is a, yeah. Philosophy was hard. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Those kinds of that, questions. That was not the amusing anecdote I thought it would be. Well, no, it's hilarious. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, all this talking about insurance makes me kind of scared, Paul. I'm super scared now because of all this risk. Is it that is insurance really that important, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Insurance is important. And what people don't understand is that uh, insurance is always almost it's either that you break even or you're at a loss. No matter what, you won't be able to make money on insurance. Yeah. So it uh, it's it is scary because you realize if you're going to put in a claim, most likely your premium is going to go up. <laughs> yeah. And that most people just think that because they have insurance that they use it one time and I'm fine. It's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> slow down there. Let's all slow down. <laughs> that is a. Uh, I remember that someone wants to find it as shared risk. Is that right? Yep. Is that, that, that is the definition I've made, or is that one of the definitions? I don't know, but yeah, it's just like, I guess we all go into a, we all throw our money into whoever wants to manage all the cash. And like one of them, something terrible happens, a house burns down or something and that's how it goes. Right. Oh yeah. That they, and then they go, well, now you have a history. Now, now you are a person who puts in claims and <laughs> how dare you use this? <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. Because as we were talking about the good old knuckleheads that commit fraud, <laughs> that <laughs> the uh, good old knuckleheads, <laughs> they, that they, uh, insurance companies now are going to worry about you as a person who will most likely make another claim. <laughs> Now, that's something you need to be careful about is even not even making a claim, but sometimes even just an inquiry, like um, calling your insurance company and saying, hey, how much would my insurance go up if my bay window broke? And then they're like, did it break? <laughs> and you're like, mm, no. <laughs> and they're like, why are you asking? <laughs> and then it becomes the third degree of yeah. like, hmm. This is a, <laughs> a bunch of hmms going on for like an hour. <laughs> I mean, like in fairness, I call my insurance company up with random questions like that. I don't even have a bay window. They would be like, suppose, okay, let's say this bay window didn't break and somehow water didn't get into there after a, a rainstorm and didn't cause mold to happen on your hardwood floor. That also would not be covered if you didn't tell me it was broken right now. <laughs> <laughs> That is very specific. <laughs> you're, you're getting to a specificity that's making me think that this thing actually already did happen. I uh, I, I lost half a million dollars on hardwood floors because of my bay windows. <laughs> uh, if I could only afford a bay window someday, that'd be so nice. Mm. Don't you think? Yeah. That's, that's luxury right there. High-end stuff yeah. right there. Bay windows. Do you ever like look at Zillow listings just to like, you know, look at all the fanciest houses in like Malibu or something? I do that all the time. Yeah. I want to do that more often. I like those. I'm like, 
videos those guys do of like luxury properties like in Montana and Colorado. And it's just like, wow, 1300 acres and a stream runs through it. And I could own that if I have a windfall. I like when you see like those houses, they're like super fancy, but like you look at the pictures and they're really bad and you're just like, wow, you couldn't afford to have somebody with a, with a phone take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where did like, you get these photos from? <laughs> it's it's like, like iPhone it's, one. <laughs> it's like, is that flash? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a flip phone from the razor? <laughs> Where did you get that off? What do you have still have cables for that? But, and uh, careful when you put those photos on Facebook, if your insurance adjuster is a Facebook friend and sees a damage, they'll raise your rates. I don't know. <laughs> That's why you should never be friends with insurance people. That's what I've learned. <laughs> Hang on. I need to unfriend Paul right now. <laughs> um, well, one thing uh, we, we've talked about is, you know, how insurance applies to covering the asset itself and making it something that a bank will loan on. But uh, another big aspect to being a homeowner is uh, hedging your liability. You know, if somebody slips and falls at your house or hurts themselves or something like that, there's there's that aspect to homeowners insurance as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because most homeowners insurance policies start at 100,000 up to like a million, depending on like that you that's why you usually get like umbrella insurance to be able to cover that. But yeah, making sure you have liability for <laughs> just in case somebody, another knucklehead, you know, goes there. And that's why I make you guys sign waivers before you walk into my, my door or through my door. That's why every I, time, every know, time, I right. And I make you sign contracts and I make you text it and make, Hey, remember that contract you signed? So you can't like, you know, run away from it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, like by the fifth time, you know, like, and then I have to send something to an app that reminds me, you know, it's like my phone. Mm -hmm. It's like the only thing that I'm just like, geez, Brian. Well, yeah. oh, that's why this lawyer is in this room with us right now also <laughs> yeah. to make sure we, you know, the knuckleheads, nothing knuckleheady happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, you know, I thought it was overkill you having me sign that. But uh, in the last three years, I have broken seven bones and had a concussion at your house. So <laughs> I mean, I'm protected, yeah, right? And I couldn't touch you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it, I just shook my fist at you. <laughs> Your broken fist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was really gross. Come on, you didn't have a handrail. Mm, you signed this. <laughs> well, now you don't have a hand. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, no. So, yeah, this insurance game, man. It's uh, so people. If you own a house, like mortgage, the bank makes you do it. But if you own your house, you don't have to. You don't have to have insurance. I thought you did. I didn't. Oh, no, like that. There's people that that they are. They have their own risk, you know, like if the home burns down, that's like that's on them. So but yeah, if you don't have somebody who says that you have to have insurance, you know, who is there to tell you <laughs> that you have to get insurance? So, hmm. yeah, the, most of the time it's like bank. Uh, so like uh, I deal a lot with Hawaii and banks can say you need to have hurricane insurance, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. What is the okay? what are the insurances that we are required by law to have like car insurance? Mm -hmm. And is health insurance still in there? Or is that kind of back in this like wishy-washy kind of thing? I know that was for a while there in 2008 with the Affordable Care Act, but I know car insurance and the argument is because we share the road, we all need yeah. to like take some things happen and we're all on the same road. Fair enough. Uh, with houses. So I guess it's like, well, if my house burns down, I guess you assume the risk that, you know, you don't have to have it or I suppose there could be an argument where legally they might come and say like everyone has to have it, but that's obviously a frustrating thing. Yeah, but that might know. be if you have an HOA or somebody or some other group that requires you to have it because you're part of a community. But I would say in general, I don't think that you'd have to have There's, insurance because, you know, like the only thing that I could think of maybe is liability, you know, like yeah. the liability side, if you bring your own home down and you cause damage to somebody else, then guess what? You yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The liability aspect. Yeah. 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 Even if you're well off on your house, free and clear, I, I think I would still carry some form of, Oh no, you insurance. should have yeah. insurance. I'm yeah. not saying that because it's like for yeah. because I wouldn't have a job if people didn't have, mm. you know, insurance, like it's you should idea. have insurance <laughs> because if, the worst thing happens, then you're at a total loss. So mm -hmm. no, yeah, you should definitely 
have insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, one of the things I hated. I think this goes back to kind of the education experience of I do wish like a high school would teach more about doing your taxes, right? Like these mm-hmm. things I didn't, I learned about <clears throat> like insurance, like health insurance, kind of the hard way of like, as it, things happen, then you're like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, ah, I really wish this was kind of a class that I could have taken in high school. So I don't recall there being an insurance class, but it's pretty important. I feel like right up there with like learning how to do your taxes. Yeah, I think I actually bought health insurance after our, you told me some horror story. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I should have that. <laughs> Is that right? It was one of my, <laughs> my health run-ins. It may have been, yeah. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope yeah. so. Because yeah. whenever I uh, think, well, it was back in the, the day, I remember my insurance lapsed. Then uh, the diagnosis, the thing happened and then I'm better now. So anyone listening, I'm fine now. But at the time uh, lapsed and then we had to go through like an appeals process with the health insurance and it, the, the, but the, the medical bill stacked, stacked, stacked up. And it was like, oh my God, this is like, <laughs> that was my first experience with like how expensive that stuff is. I'm like, yeah. holy Lord, this is expensive. And, uh, and then, then, uh, then obviously it worked out okay because uh, the it should be covered because there's things were being paid it was fine, uh, but yeah it was that that was uh, a, I guess a baptism of fire is that the phrase I think that's what my experience was with the health insurance side and ever since then I'm like yeah anyone who who wants to talk about insurance who says like I don't need that I'm like I think you might want to rethink that mindset because well, it's needed it's expensive to have but it's more expensive not to have because when you don't have that thing you're just like oh hey you know what that's all out of pocket I had uh when I was in between jobs I had Macy like uh catastrophic insurance that was just like going to cover if you know like you had the worst thing happen to you but if you had basic wanting to go see a doctor that thing it's crazy expensive and mm-hmm. no you like yes uh insurance and it should be something that's more i think structured so that uh like insurance companies won't be uh monet like that they can make money, I think, especially off of somebody's health, I think is just um, yeah, it's rough. really bad. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, to get denied, like if they're looking for reasons not to cover something like obviously, especially when you're in a health situation, that is a very, ooh, that's a very like uh, sad and un- un- inappropriate. And sh- I mean, it's regulated obviously as much as it is, but you hear horror stories of all that stuff. I will say this though. I have, I've been on both sides of Things getting denied on the health insurance side, and I've had like we, with my current uh, health insurance through the the Affordable Care Act, the state also take a look at things as well. And I got to tell you, both are very heartbreaking when they say you can't do one or the other kind of thing. Where they're like, "Tell me why you need this kind of thing." It's like, okay, uh, so it's it's like a that's a tough experience. But you're right. Uh, I feel like it's gotten a little bit better uh, since 2008, 2009. I, that's just my experience with health insurance at that point. Now I got that song, Tell Me Why, stuck in my head. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, I, I want it that way? Wait, that, yeah, me like, why yeah, I want it. But a heartache. Tell, Tell me, me why. That's the hold music for every insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why you're not going to pay me. Joe, question. Yes. What the heck is going on in Kansas City? Square foot housing prices and square footage. What's going on? Is the prices going up, stagnating? What are they doing? They're they're holding steady right now. Um, they uh, uh, the inventory metro wide is up right now. So that um, that generally speaking is meaning that um, you're not as likely to get in a bidding war, but you still might. Um, I have a buyer client I'm working with right now and is looking in a very um, sought after price point. And um, we've had uh, a couple of homes. Um, one we, we actually got to go see, but found out was a multiple offer situation after we saw it. And this this was one where I nearly fell through the front stoop. Um, so um, <clears throat> the, that uh, there's still demand out there, um, but um, Prices have leveled off. You're more likely to pay the asking price now as opposed to bidding way up. Though yeah. um, uh, one particular house I saw with my buyer, I told him, I go, look, they just underpriced this to drive people to it. And when we were looking at it that evening, there was at least four other people there come, and there were people coming and going. Um, so, um, you know, the, there, there's still the bidding and the uh, multiple offer situations, but just, just the 
amount of inventory, there is more out there to look at right now. So yeah. um, it's a little <clears throat> bit better for the buyer. It is still a seller's market though. Nice. Well, Has it ever never been a seller's market and, you know, coming from? Um, it, uh, uh, let's see. Well, yeah. Like um, when the economy turned down in 2008, 2009, but almost since then, the the housing market has been on an ascension where maybe there was like a tipping point somewhere around 2012, something like that. But that would still put us at like 10 years where it still favors the seller. Um, you know, that they're more so now than in the past. Like, like there are homes, you know, that I've seen go on the market that are like on busy streets and things like that. I'm like, that would not have sold three years ago, you mm -hmm. know, um, that is going and going for more than asking price. But uh, I think we're getting to a point now where there's enough inventory where I'm starting to see things like the house next to the railroad tracks is sitting a while. The house yeah. on a busy street is sitting a while. Now, okay. So. I think one of my predictions I saw, uh, I don't know if it counts as a, a payoff or a fulfilled, but I think I was reading Forbes magazine, but someone was talking about how um, so my theory was uh, what, since March or February or March or somewhere around there that, the, the people were, were doing cash out refis or refinancing their houses and taking the cash and updating their houses and doing the refinance thing. But they were locking in they were like, so their houses were maybe appraised at like to two seventy five, but then they got reappraised re uh, with the cash out refi to three seventy five because uh, interest rates were like at 2.75 and they took out, they would take out like $80,000 of that hundred thousand and put the 20% down. So now their houses are appraised at three seventy five. And then they made their updates. Now we are here. We are now. It's at six percent around, give or take, in interest rates for mortgages. And like, oh yeah, no one's going to pay three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for their house now because at that rate, at that interest rate, so they can't really sell at that number. So they can't trade up to the next house if they want. They're in their home, and that's where they're going to be staying for a little while unless they rent it out, find a renter, and want to put a down payment to get another house. But most people are locked in with that house because that they can't sell it, make their money back or get their equity back to put it on down payment on another house. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where the situation is. Now that might not be a bad thing per, per se, because that's they. I, I assume they were understood like the person who did that, like, no, I love my house. I just want to make the updates and I'm going to be staying yeah. here for the next 30 years. I'm here uh, as, uh, as opposed to somebody who doesn't know like, well, then I hope you're okay to stay there for the next five or 10 years because we don't know what the prices are going to do and who yeah. knows when the interest rates are be favorable to, for those numbers again. So, yeah, it, it's not putting people as far underwater as, um, you know, the, the subprime loans and things like that were in the mid, you know, uh, you know, around 2008, 2009, 2010, people were really severely underwater and were short selling their homes and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it hope, hopefully, you know, the person who does that took out the the money to do a renovation and now is paying it back at a higher interest rate, you know. Bitcoin, Bit NFTs. <laughs> NFTs. Yes. That's what they put all their money into. <laughs> well. YOLO. Is that still a thing? YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. Yeah, you you only live once. Man. I was too old for YOLO when I heard YOLO first came out. <laughs> is it, now I'm doing the, uh, is it cool now if an old person who was old then when it first came out does it now when it's considered old to young people? I think it might be. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah go cool, for it. Cool is cool, man. Yeah. So uh, Cool is cool. Yeah. Yeah. YOLO. <laughs> you only live once. So use the term YOLO. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it shows you how dated you are when, yeah. you, when you're using like terms that are like two or three years of okay. like how when is yolo was uh, that uh, yolo like 10 years now it's like, it was like 20, 2012 yeah that uh okay let's go back to what's up, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? <laughs> can we do that one <laughs> of course yes let's do that one <laughs> that's more age appropriate for us right yeah <laughs> it's like it's can it's always the app word. <laughs> what were our catchphrases of the mid nineties or late nineties? Did we remember those? Hmm. I like how cool has st stayed around. My, my nephew uses cool still. Cool, I think. Yeah. Cool, it's cool, held up. Yeah. It holds up. Radical hasn't. Yep. I, uh, yeah, radical is not. Millhouse Mil uses it. That's <laughs> rad. Yeah. Gnarly. I say radical. Far out. <laughs> Um, I like when, I like when dudes say groovy to me. I've had a couple of guys say groovy to me yeah. and like mean it like unironically, unironically. I'm like, 
whoa, this is kind of, I actually thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, you must've been a hippie back in the seventies or something. That's pretty sweet. Um, sweet, by the way. Sweet. I use sweet a lot. Sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> like neat. If when you hear the word neat, mm. you're just like, Hmm. You didn't have anything else to say. About it. <laughs> it's like, that's neat. I think of the Wonder Years. You ever see this episode of the Wonder Years where Kevin is writing in Winnie's yearbook and he's writing like, he's writing a paragraph of how much he loves her. And Winnie's over there thinking about what she's going to say. And he wrote this big, long paragraph and she wrote, have a neat summer. <laughs> and he, he panicked so hard. It's like, oh no. Have a neat summer. So I so from then on out I started putting that on things like my yearbooks. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody get it? Like these was the Wonder Years something that was really watched at back then? You know. Well, but, sure, yeah. Man, someone had to have gotten it, but it, we didn't have social media or text messaging to be like, oh, I like the reference there, that Wonder Years reference. You would never know. You just did it, and maybe you hope that they got it. <laughs> or twenty years later, when they're reminiscing, and oh, what Brian Wright have a neat summer. What a square. Wow. <laughs> it's like, man, uh, I thought we were really tight. And all he said was have a neat, neat summer. Dude, it's a joke. It's a reference to a show that we watch. <laughs> yeah, but what if they forgot? Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like, man, I thought we had. Uh, I thought we had a thing. Yeah. Well, have you a, like my reference joke? Have a neat summer. Oh, Winnie wrote that. Yeah, that one episode. Oh, no, he's watching He's watching The Wonder Years 20 years on Netflix. It's really streaming he's like oh that's what he was doing now i got it now, now i should call that guy i was so rude to him at the reunion <laughs> i was so angry at him for so long <laughs> and it was me i was the jerk in that situation i didn't even know it <laughs> speaking of my reunion is in one week oh 20 years oh. for mine for me but oh my gosh but tanya is with child and we're due next yeah. month so i don't think we're, we're going to be going back to uh, to that uh, speaking of insurance i should probably insure the baby huh that's a good yeah. idea right baby insurance baby insurance i'm yeah. trying to uh, you should oh. have some sort of insurance on you like if you can't work or something ah right 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 that one is that the half lack yeah half lack yeah one of them yeah is that still Gilbert Gottfried's voice, even though he's he's passed on, oh, right? Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot right. about that. Oh, oh, yeah. He made a he, he made an, an, an unfortunate joke, an inappropriate joke after a very serious event in Japan, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. I was thinking it was Hurricane Katrina, but it was the tsunami. It was the tsunami. Yeah. Sometimes I run across uh, gifts of a uh, car doing like a three point turn and driving away. And then this big wall of water is just chasing after it. It's the most freaky thing. Uh, yeah. So now it must've been from Japan. Whenever that happened, that was the most bizarre, I mean, horrifying thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he made the, Wow, was that one of like? Is that the first Twitter cancellation? <laughs> that might have been maybe. Okay, I have a theory, Paul, that mm-hmm. the reason why uh, insurance companies get to make all those weird, silly commercials where they're just goofing around with an amount, it's because a lot of these products are you're required to have on some level. Mm-hmm. So the point is like, well, since they're required to, either the bank or the law or whatever says you must have this. Well, we just need to differentiate ourselves from the other competitions. So let's just do goofy commercials and see what happens. It's like the Liberty Mutual things, you know, yes. like where it's just like the the emu. Yeah, emu. You got like it's pretty Liberty, much you can Liberty. make the funniest commercials, or catchiest, like that, uh, catchiest jingle. Yeah, like the with progressive, uh, you flow. know, like flow. yeah, flow, and yeah. then those people just hanging out and with John Ham for some reason. <laughs> I like I like the humor. Yeah, it's like uh, what kind of humor is that flow? Like they're like hanging out it's like caustic kind of sarcastic a person's unaware but they're not really unaware they know they're kind of like that the guy who plays the, the redhead guy it's like i don't know what there's a term for that kind of humor but they're just like they're aware but they're like talking like in a caustic sarcastic way and i love that kind of humor and all it's just when you see it like on a tell like trying to promote a product of some kind it's just different whereas liberty liberty it's silly an emu wearing mm-hmm. sunglasses right that's silly humor yeah. And that, well, for me, I think the 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 creme de la creme is the knowing you're you're becoming your parents, the progressive. <laughs> that, like, yeah, that, I that think that those funny. ones is it's a just a very. It was like, <laughs> what is this? Is, is it? Is it? I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can guess what it is. He's like, 
uh, scotch egg. He's like, it's a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> you throw this away. <laughs> he has the remote control Velcro to the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's just that. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much like I'm trying to think because I think yeah, like the Geico commercials used to be, you know, like the. I think it's Geico started it, you know, like the being silly. Like yeah, like an insurance company being silly. Uh, what, what, what was it? It was like, can Geico save you 15% or more? Uh, does, I don't know. Does a wood chuck chuck wood? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say something and then I thought of a parody you made. Yeah, remember that? I made that back in the mid 2000s. <laughs> does a bear in the woods and then it cuts to a bear. And I'm like, wait, that wasn't a real. That was my joke. Yeah. That was my first uh, YouTube video that got to like 100,000 views. <laughs> But, um, God, I got it to rank for Geico keywords, and that's when I learned about SEO. Is that how? That's, that's how you became SEO. That's or? how it all started, Paul. <laughs> I leave that out of my interview process. So whatever, I are you okay there, Paul? Uh, yeah. uh, I think I just realized my mic's not plugged. <laughs> Shouldn't it have green lights up here? No, it's going. Okay, like you can see it's like it's recording, or is it just recording? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're yeah, you're good, man. You're okay. hot. Not to ruin the magic of our podcast, but I'm like looking at this USB. I'm like, I thought that should be. Imp- plugged in oh that should that should be plugged how are we going check it out yeah check it yeah we're talking about extras now talking about extra Ricky Gervais on extras like all the characters like uh, the the what's it called the cameos with all the celebrities they always play like this weird aloof how would you characterize them they're always aloof making fun of uh, I don't know how silly they are or maybe acting as a profession or I don't know just like the different aspects of them I liked how uh, was it who Harry Potter who's that uh, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe. And he was just like playing like a, like a young, like he was like immature little boy kind of thing. He's pretending like, look how cool he has. He had cigarettes. Like, look at me. I have cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look at me. Like, what are you, 15? Stop that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just that sense of humor that you, when you can poke sense of fun at yourself, like the Larry Sanders show, you know, mm-hmm. where you have like this was a version of yourself that's just so... <laughs> I think that if if you can do that and still be a celebrity, you know, that you're on the right track, that you can be funny and not be a jerk <laughs> or be a jerk and understand that you are being a jerk mm-hmm. and that you're part of the joke. <laughs> I wonder how they handle. Uh, it's like, OK, so you can you understand the joke. You're in on the joke. You get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm the egotistical and I, all this stuff. Right. I can I can play wrong, be goofy. But if someone targets you consistently over time and they just come at you just for the sake of being mean, not because they want to have a laugh or take the piss out of you, but like, no, I'm targeting. I want you to feel pain for what I'm about to say to you. Like that is where it kind of gets like, come on, he's a celebrity. Obviously, they sign up for this. They're very wealthy. But like it's not when you see someone do that, I guess that's that seems like basically Internet troll culture. Right. That's essentially what when you when you package that up, it's just like you're just doing that just to see how angry you can make them. And um, yeah. what about, I hope I'm not inviting anything right now. <laughs> a tro- you uh, All those you have entered, a troll has entered. <laughs> Is there a 4chan for real estate agents? <laughs> Please don't, I don't want to go viral on that, dear God. I was just about to say how Tom Cruise is an arsonist, you know. <laughs> uh, you should get Tom Cruise insurance on your house. <laughs> just, in case, just in case Tom Cruise's happen. Yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise Cruises. eye. <laughs> what if you have clone Tom Cruise? <laughs> now that's a movie. I'd watch that movie. Like Actually, Multiplicity, but Tom Cruise. <laughs> Remember the episode of South Park where the Osimo he would like try to pitch movies, but they're all just Adam Sandler movies that were stupid. So Adam Sandler, he was just like, okay, maybe Adam Sandler's a talking dog. So yeah, every Michael Keaton movie, but Tom. I'm sorry, go ahead, Paul. No, it's just like that. The just makes me think about the South Park. Making fun of Family Guy with the, oh. the the tank of the walrus was it the yeah the, the manatees manatees choosing uh, ideas a pop culture reference a location a scenario uh, yeah it's pretty much it's, it's an improv joke right <laughs> yeah it's an improv scene basically it's an improv yeah. scene. Um, but yeah, they were like goofing on. You think that's bad? Remember when I auditioned to be Night Rider? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, David Hasselhoff. Huh? <laughs> Let's go, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Basically, it. Uh, well, they were like, I, I listen whenever I'm working. I do listen to interviews from. I listen to Trey Parker and Matt Stone their interviews, and then I listen to like just yeah comedians talking about comedy. And I did follow. I'd listen to those the uh, guys talk about their stuff, and I was I found myself 
initially having that snooty attitude of like, yeah, South Park does their humor like this. And the Family Guy, uh, I what I would call cheap. But at the same time, I'm like, well, that's also not fair because Family Guy makes me laugh. I think it's yeah. funny. I like watching it. Yeah. And I like watching South Park. I get what they're saying, but it's like, ah, it, it could be a cutaway, a throwaway, whatever. It's still funny. I'm laughing. I do enjoy nostalgia, uh, you know, throwaway jokes like that. And uh, Seth McFarlane, he's even like, yeah, actually those cutaways are kind of hard to write. I don't know, I guess. I mean, it seems like you just put Gary Coleman in a bowl of, I don't know, a thing of pudding or something. I don't know. Let's see what happens. But well, I just think that South Park lands a little bit more, you know, like percentage wise per joke, you know, like for me, that family guy always just feels like they have to like, they have to shock you <laughs> like they have to find a new way to shock where uh, South Park. Yes, it's shocking at the same time, but I don't know. It's like uh, I think that the pinnacle of Family Guy was one, two and three. Like for me, those first three seasons, mm, the ones that got canceled. That well, caused, once the ones the that actually time. got it canceled because <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, because those ones like those non sequiturs were just on where he's like hey you remember when all of a sudden this bear breaks through the wall and <laughs> 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 like starts attacking him and he's like wow you know like sure you you probably can't write that kind of <laughs> joke you know like uh 20 years on or however how long has family guy been on now well geez i remember buying the dvd box set when i first moved here to lawrence uh, so that'd be 2004 or five somewhere around there and i was at hastings when i bought that so I was going to say, I, I think it was early 2000s. I think of, yeah, so it was like 22 years. Imagine. Yeah, right. Like, it's like The Simpsons. Like, man, that show is still on. How do they do it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess each, I think I've decided that the way The Simpsons works, that each uh, time of The Simpsons appeals to, I don't know what age bracket at that time, who's ever watching it in high school or college. Uh, because we, I stopped watching around season probably a lot. I think I looked it up recently. It was around, late, around season 12 around that time <clears throat> i think i think i checked out at uh skinner being harman tanzarian <laughs> then around that time so i started checking out uh remember well, that episode i do and and i see kind of see what you're saying like each era of the simpsons is like a, one of the uh set of star wars movies like there's the originals then mm -hmm. there's the prequels which would be i don't know year 10 to 15 of the simpsons yeah and, and yeah, it appeals to different like whatever yeah. because I didn't know I was not supposed to like the prequels until one night at the bar here in Lawrence where everyone was like talking about how terrible it was. I'm like, I liked it. And you were and wearing that Jar Jar Binks t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I was 14 when I watched it. I thought it was fun. You so wrong about <laughs> <laughs> Well, you so wrong. I'm like, I'm a what? -a? <laughs> I didn't realize like, oh, I just I but I will admit I I, uh, the prequels, I never really like, I remember watching the original being like blown away by it. I was not exactly blown away by the prequels, but I thought mm -hmm. I had fun as a teenager watching them, but I, I guess they're more throwaway. Whereas the first three were not exactly throwaways, I suppose. Has he, has your son been introduced to star Wars yet? Not yet. No. Mm. Be interesting to see how he, Oh, whenever, uh, empire strikes back when Darth Vader at the very end, when he goes, I am your father. I'm a film him. That's like a thing parents do. Mm -hmm. Like whenever the, like that big moment, I got to make sure I do that because so he can realize, like, how is his reaction to that whenever he notices that? That'll be fun. Hopefully he's not listening at the door being like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> God, spoilers, Dad. Come on. He doesn't even know the movie exists yet. <laughs> what still accounts? I was uh, driving in the car. Speaking of, that was with Tanya. And I was like, I'm starting to see things like, I'm really looking, looking forward to remembering this moment. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been using Facebook memories so much. I enjoy the memories I see on my Facebook and I enjoy remembering them. And whenever something cool happens, I'm like, oh, I'm going to look forward to remembering this. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to nostalgia, which is kind of weird. It is. I think that's a Dimitri Martin joke, actually. Oh, wow. We're in a very meta, weird, yeah, meta weird world now with technology. Isn't that something? We, uh, we look forward to nostalgia. Wow. Oh, here. Another, uh, another, was this a commercial for this is for rocket homes, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's nope, rocket. It's rocket, uh, yep. It is the rocket, rocket advantage so. rocket mortgage. Yeah. Oh, I remember when they came out with rocket, uh, rocket mortgage where push button, get mortgage just on your mobile device. You can like press a button, right. And you fill out all your, it was basically you're filling out a form for an application to get ready for your mortgage on your mobile device. So it's push button, fill out, you know, 78 things. 
and go for it. Essentially, you're filling out a online form, like as you would fill out an application or a, a pre-qualification form on a website of a bank. But like, well, you push a button and you start. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, you put the internet onto your mobile device. It's the same thing. It's a website still. Don't ruin the magic for it, Brian. <laughs> no, I will ruin this magic. It's uh, just a, it's just a website form. I was looking forward to remembering when I applied for a rocket mortgage. <laughs> you ruined it. For me. I no, ruined no your nostalgia f- for you. <laughs> <laughs> no nostalgia. Oh, I, I love Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> You found some nostalgia there. <laughs> this is an this is an ironity irony irony vortex ironity vortex. Well, I guess appreciate that the television was like, "Hey, you guys are doing a real estate podcast. Let's talk about something real." <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we're watching if you're, uh, we're watching uh, the football game right now, the NFL game, and when I look at Ooh. the commercials. Yeah, mostly it's uh, insurance, soda, um, bank commercial, bank, like- yeah, mortgage lending, so financing stuff, and uh, yeah, so. It, you're not going to see a whole lot of girls gone wild <laughs> commercials on this thing well, or what else? Stay is- tuned. Uh, we are going to um, convey descriptions of the game uh, without the express written consent of the NFL. <laughs> oh, uh, that'd be awesome. Oh, we are going to get in so much trouble. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It'll be uh gosh, the Kansas city real estate podcast versus the NFL <laughs> Supreme court case. Wait, wait, you can't talk about NFL. Like uh, you can't give any descriptions of an NFL broadcast without the expressed written consent of the NFL. Like, Oh, that sounds just like that person. <laughs> Like you can't even talk about it. I don't think you're even supposed to give. Uh, what if we do it like this? What if we say like, okay, the Broncos did not complete that pass. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so like opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about the NFL, but this is opposite day. So, so the Texans not, are not. He did the not. The Texans are catch. not about the kickoff right now. They they are not kicking off. Okay. <laughs> so the Broncos are about to kick off at two minutes nineteen seconds in the first quarter, and the Broncos have not kicked it off, and then. <laughs> And the guy did not get a touchback. It was not a touchback. Not a touchback. We are so not describing this game. (laughs) One of my, speaking of the Simpsons, since we keep referencing it, one of my favorite lines from the Simpsons is when they, uh, Homer and Bart are on a boat that goes out to international waters. And Homer says something to Bart like, yeah. And we can um, rebroadcast Major League Baseball games with only implied oral consent. <laughs> oh gosh! And you made me think of my favorite Simpsons moment, where he goes, "It fell off a truck. It fell off a truck, truck. It fell off a truck, truck, truck." <laughs> that was a truck that was carrying trucks. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought about my favorite one uh, this last week was um, where Millhouse's dad gets fired from the Cracker Factory. And he goes, so what's that? After 25 years, uh, so long, good luck. It's like, I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of Simpsons, and since we were talking about insurance, I'm surprised this wasn't come up. When uh, Ned Flanders' house gets hit by a hurricane, and Marge goes to uh, um, Flanders' wife, uh, Maud, uh, he goes, well, won't insurance take care of this? And Maud goes, oh, Nettie doesn't buy insurance. He thinks of it as a form of gambling. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Remember when Marge was a real estate agent and yes. Troy McClure was the realtor, yes. the broker in charge, I think he was, was that yeah. one? And, uh, and, uh, she had to go like that. They sold an old murder house or whatever. You have to disclose the murderings, the murders. The uh, murderings. Well, there was that. <laughs> well, and there was a part where they're back at the office and they're flipping through a book of listings and Marge is like, that house is on fire. And Troy McClure is like, or no, it was Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz. Yeah. Okay. He's, like, yeah. he's like, motivated seller. <laughs> <laughs> that house is dilapidated. Fixer upper. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, if you do like the whole podcast, you as Marge. Like, <laughs> I'll be marching your Lionel Hutz. <laughs> it's like, that. what is that? It says office? no money down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that needed some punctuation. It says, it works on contingency, question mark. No, exclamation point. Money down, exclamation point. <laughs> was There's that no Piggy? need to murder that. <laughs> was that Miss Piggy? Yeah. <laughs> I need to work on my Marge's scowl. 
<laughs> yeah, the uh but the yeah, remember there's how many episodes of uh gosh, I, oh, I like how uh, basically if South Park has an episode where Carmen's a real estate agent, Simpsons have yes. multiple real estate agent episodes. Seems like uh yeah, real you're like uh, being a realtor is kind of a transcends pop culture, huh? It, I, yes, it does. Glitz that's, and glamour. That's, that's why I got into it because it's it's <laughs> such a pop culture phenomenon and I'm like a walking Andy Warhol painting. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I, I told Joe that about this one video where everybody in this coffee shop was a realtor. <laughs> oh, you sent that to me. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. <laughs> where, where it's just like, uh, are you like, he's a doctor, but I'm also a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> They're all realtors. <laughs> They're like, has, yeah. Does one guy like have a heart attack or something? Yeah. The one guy has a heart attack and mm. everybody is there just like, then like just real like being real estate agents and then their person's like oh i'm a doctor but i'm also a real estate agent it's <laughs> like a card out and everything yeah yeah oh uh, yeah it's uh it seems like a yeah it's a thing that's like transcends the television like all of our favorite characters at one time have been a real estate agent of some kind and uh yeah so joe when i think when i see you mm-hmm. you know when i think about when i think about a realtor a real estate agent i think of uh American Beauty, the wife. Annette Benning. Yeah, she's, I will sell this house. I will <laughs> sell it. And she's being really rough on herself for not selling the house that day. I was like, oh, she's being kind of hard on herself. Yeah. And Peter Gallagher. Was Peter Gallagher the... The, the king uh, of... Yeah, like the, the, ah, the dude, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, because it's... it's People go like that. That's like the job, the go-to job this day and age. I think is realtor is mm-hmm. the one. They go. I'm not going to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be no like whoa I contractor. Like, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um. I. I'm here's a. This is a true story. I was uh, at uh, Red Lion, on Mass Street, and uh, I was having a drink, and I struck up a conversation with the guy sitting next to me. It was the owner of. Um, uh, mad greek uh, r.i.p he passed uh, recently and uh he, he kind of talked like this a little bit he was, he was actually showing me like his uh, vacation home so really nice and and i love i love the mad greek i eat there all the time and uh, i remember one time i was like i don't know i was had to be like 25 maybe 24 25 i was just sitting there and i asked him like okay so how do i like get successful like you what did you do how did what, what do i need to do to like you know get on your level is all right, two words, commercial real estate mm-hmm. or three word, whatever it was. It was like that. And I'm like, okay. He goes, okay. He gave me some advice that is only specific to a person in commercial real estate. And I was just listening. He was like, okay, so when you buy a grocery store, you got to make sure the, the parking lot's not shared. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Mad Green. <laughs> it was like really practical advice. Like, yeah, I got one. And I own the, the, I own the parking lot too. So it works out good. <laughs> like, this is great advice. Thanks, man. That, that seems like there's a pretty big threshold. <laughs> I feel there's steps before that. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, like, you okay, you have to own a business. Step one, your grocery store that you own, make sure, like, whoa, whoa, hold on here. You're all, I, in this scenario, I already own a grocery store. <laughs> well, Brian, if you're like me and you have $2 million to invest. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of a, uh, Brennan from Step Brothers, where he's like, "Doesn't matter what you know, it's who you know." <laughs> and I know, I, I will never forget that. Really nice guy, though. It was, um, it was fun to talk to him and all that. But yeah, whenever I was like, what that age, trying to figure out what is the solution? How do you like get ahead and all this stuff? I'm like, well, I mean, I think uh, the the proper like for me is like, well, commercial real estate. Well, how do we get to that? We'll start by getting your license and then go from there, like the the baby steps along the way. But yeah, he was big on commercial real estate. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, seems like those those deals are harder, like they they harder to find or something. I don't know. It's just a different world from um, residential real estate. Technically, my license for real estate in Kansas and Missouri is residential and commercial. I could do both, but I've never done a commercial deal. Um, it's uh, it's just such a different world. There are people who do both, but most people focus on one one area or the other because they're they're so very different. I, I wouldn't know how to go about getting commercial business. Um, I guess it would just be networking with business owners. Um, and uh, then, yeah, because you're, you're both buying and selling in the commercial world and leasing in the commercial world. You're, you're dealing with leases quite a bit. And you've got to know mm-hmm. things like what do, what, what do 
the per square foot rental rate, you know, in this area, what, you know, things like that. Hey, does this grocery store come with a parking lot? (laughs) It's like, uh, how many, like, I guess it's one of those things. Like if you're a person looking for commercial real estate, like around here in Lawrence, we just had the pretzel company, the pretzel factory. I saw that on my drive in. <clears throat> saw that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretzel factory? Yeah. I saw the pretzel factory over there, the manufacturing area down by, uh, Charlie on the way to town. Yeah. Oh, I have like, I, now that I, now that K 10 is connected all the way, you know, like to that. <laughs> I'm not coming town, to this part. I've, I've not been down. <laughs> so wait, so in that business park, there's a yeah. pretzel factory now. If you take 23rd street East and, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, going out of town on the, that last, uh, light before you exit on the left side. Yeah. The big pretzel on it. And it says pretzels. So pretzels Inc. Yeah. I think it's like they named the company pretzels. Like, okay, so this is legit where we are making pretzels now for the country. That's awesome. It's good name recognition. Cause when you think of pretzels, you're going to think, think of Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas. Yes. We got a, yeah, we got a, what, what a Wiggum is like, we got an APB happening. We need pretzels. Repeat. We need pretzels. <laughs> Remember that from the Simpsons? <laughs> wasn't like a beer truck flipped over and it was spring <laughs> beer oh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a, I like that. Actually, it's one of those, um, remember when they, uh, try to put a Tyson's chicken in here and people were like, no, 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 we're not doing that yeah, because of the smell. And, mm-hmm. um, but where pretzels are coming in like, yeah, we'll do pretzels. That's fine. Like pretzels smell good. Yeah. We like yeah. pretzels. That's fine. And actually, uh, after living in Richmond, Indiana for a while, that town smells like dog food mm-hmm. because they manufacture dog food there. Mm-hmm. And it legit actually does smell like dog food three days a week. And then you have to get used to it. <laughs> and and when they were like Tyson's chicken is going to smell bad, I'm like, yeah, let's uh, let's not let that happen because I don't want to live in Lawrence where it smells bad every day. Uh, pretzels, like that's fine, we'll do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, or Homer, whenever the thing, when you live next to a lard company, you ever wonder how you lived without it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get used to the smell of rendered hog fat. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. So what did we cover? We covered insurance is important. Insurance, both uh, for the structure and for your liability in the house. And, um, and then uh, we made a lot of uh, nostalgia references to the 80s and 90s and the Simpsons. A lot of Simpsons discussions yeah. here too. And I'm glad our microphones are turned on too. Yes. That's really handy. I don't know, Paul, what do you got? Any ideas? We're, we're going to be, usually we keep this around an hour. We're down in the last five minutes. Yes. Any parting thoughts there? What do you want to talk about? Anything? Uh, Thanks for being on, by the way. Oh, well, it's been a pleasure being with both of you fine gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, oh. Let's see. I'm trying to think for insurance. Uh, yeah, just read it. It might sound like a, you know, but read your insurance policy so that you know what you actually have because um, sometimes you think you have insurance for a specific situation, but you don't. So I think that that's, you know, or call your insurance agent so that you can go over your policy. I guess because there's certain, <laughs> there's certain endorsements or, or just read the exclusions on your policy. Yeah. So you know that what you don't have, because if you mm. go through that expecting something, then you have that catastrophic loss and you think that you're covered. That is not going to be a good conversation to have. <laughs> Wasn't there a big deal when um, super hurricane Sandy hit the East coast? Like covered it if it was actually classified a hurricane, but if it was just a super storm, they're like, no, you had hurricane insurance, you know? Exactly. So yeah, read your, read your policy. Oh, that's, that's a good point because I've noticed um, every time like a little earthquake happens around town, yeah. And I'm like, these things get keep getting bigger. Do I need earthquake? I need earthquake insurance. If my house gets messed up by an earthquake, like I'm not covered for an earthquake here in, in Kansas. I don't think anyone has earthquake insurance as far as I can. I would uh, understand, but but if they start getting more and more frequent, I'm like well, I'll just start buying that. Good lord. Well, like like flood insurance because people think that their policy has flood insurance, but all all policies usually you have to get your own separate one for that. So know that your policy usually doesn't have this <laughs> yeah that's yeah. actually usually through fema it's not even through yep. um insurance companies oh yeah that it, and so are you in a flood zone is <laughs> knowing more about your area and what things normally happen you know it's like tornadoes <clears throat> kansas <laughs> if what if a person drives their car through my garage right now drunkenly am i covered for that uh let's under see under normal circumstances that would be yeah. their insurance yeah I mean, that would be i could say that that would be like a type of vandalism you know <clears> because <throat> so 
I would say that typically, yeah. But everything is subject to it and uh, claims gestures. So even if something... Because <laughs> no, if, no, you said it was. <laughs> this is a legal binding discussion. <laughs> the document, it literally says, if it was anybody, you're covered except Tom Cruise. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is the one that did it. Yeah. But be, because insurance is actually just based off of what's the thing that caused the damage. So and if somehow the damage was caused by something else than the thing you thought it was, and that thing is not covered, then you're not covered. So <clears throat> knowing what's the first thing, that's why the roof's so important because if the roof isn't, uh, has a hole in it or anything, it will cause water damage. It'll cause mold. And then that'll cause your house to fall down. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That would be a bummer. Capital B. Mm. All righty. Well, All right. Paul Santos, thank you for joining us today. Thanks Paul. Well, thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Kansas City Real Estate Podcast. I am Brian Reynolds with me. Joe Stevenson. And like, share, subscribe to this podcast. And uh, gosh, we have a fall. Fall is coming up. So we'll be talking more about fall-related stuff. Pumpkin spice. We we are going to pumpkin spice spice this podcast. Yes, We're going to be talking about, you know, uh, all the things that come along with that. I guess we got... um, Gosh, it's holiday seasons right, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We're in the last week of summer, aren't we? So, and it is hot out. It is very hot. The next few days are hot. So, in the, the throw of, uh, gosh, the throw of uh, school back to school seasons uh, happening is happening. So, yeah. So, stay tuned to us. Check back often. We'll be talking about fall related stuff into the winter, which is the get into the holiday season, and we're going to be paying attention to the real estate trends that happen as it happens. Indeed. Happy house hunting.